morning, America. Good morning. <laughs> Stop seeing our in here chuckling about um, life. Life and just <laughs> when life gives. I mean, I think we're beyond lemons sometimes. Well, you know, it's funny we talk. We t- we t- grapefruit, <laughs> some some bizarre like foreign fruit. We've never <laughs> that squirts you in the eye when you open it. Exactly. You know, intentionally, like <laughs> intentionally. not on accident. <laughs> it's it's an intentional. Sp- Do you imagine if like fruit fought back? <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, it's like one of those days. You try to cut open a lemon and it purposely tries to get you in the eye, like a spitting cobra. <laughs> Because I wouldn't be surprised. That would be a good movie, <laughs> when fruit fight back. <laughs> you know, I, I just need a day like that. Today's the day like that. Yeah, you know what, man? <laughs> and I, we were at we were at the OC Fair on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, we yeah, saw, yeah, what cool. I sent you last yeah, night yeah. was from 626 Night Market with the, <laughs> the eagle great. underwear. And that the candy was, was like, <laughs> you got to send that to Dr. C. you got to send that to Dr. C. It was C. hilarious. Uh, did you buy it? No. No, it needs to be I bought. I should have. I should have. They were only $5, but I was like, ah, eagle underwear. That might be a little. You extensive. know, if it was Henry, was, he would have bought, bought it. Both pairs, up top. Oh goodness. So yeah, we. It's one of those. It's one of those days. Uh, I think we're both a little loofy. We're both. Uh, the word you just used was exasperated. I think <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty definitely. good term for for it. It's like it's weird. <sighs> Last year at this time, it was yeah. more so like tired. This <laughs> year, yeah. I think it, it's tired, and it's like okay. Can we just get to this another this next, next step? I know, I know. <laughs> so I'm tired, <laughs> and I would like to be able to sleep for you know just a few fucking just a few minutes. Hours, yeah, you <laughs> for know, those right. little pods, those nap pods from China. Hey, I'm not I'm knocking I get the hanging one. <laughs> I didn't realize there was <laughs> a hanging gonna, one. You're gonna walk in one day, and I'm just gonna be in a cocoon. <laughs> a cocoon on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so t- uh. today's message is res- resilience <laughs> yes. and rolling with it. And knowing when to laugh when life is throwing you some haymaker. Right. I mean, why be angry? It's you know, it's like energy. Yeah. So, you know, and it's funny because <laughs> it's very reminiscent of uh, Monsters, Inc., mm-hmm. the movie, because it's really, you know, fear. Yeah. I mean, it's energy, but it, laughter goes a longer way. And I think it just puts you in a better mindset. Like you can't let things just settle onto you. You know what I mean? Nope. Like the sediment becomes heavy. Yeah, man. It becomes really heavy. And so you just kind of brush it off and go, all right, you know what? Just just take your licks and continue on. Try to grasp as many like bits of positive, you know, <laughs> evidence you have in your world, like yep. your family or, <laughs> s- you know, just being able to have like, I don't know, a cup of clean water. Like I'm right. <laughs> at the Microwaves. level. Microwaves, right. absolutely. Always, a flushing toilet. Right. You know, like. I, I'm I'm happy with the basics, um, because there's a lot of people who don't have that. Yeah. So I'm, you know, it just puts it in perspective. It automatically grounds me that there's people somewhere right now that don't have food, don't have water, yeah. don't have access to medical care, don't have access to, you know, a lot of Stuff. things. Stuff Life. having, you know, to do things that Shoes. they don't necessarily. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. So. Again, in, in in the greater scheme of things, when bad things happen, it's like, yeah, I think that's the number one thing to do is just to ground you and just be like, all right, because it's a temporary space. This isn't going to be like that forever. And so Yosemite doesn't always burn down. No, Yosemite <laughs> doesn't always. So, guys, I'm, you know, you're waiting for a year of vacation. Right. So apparently there's a raging fire like headed toward Yosemite. And then now it's kind of tapered off. You're like, all right, cool. And then my kid got sick. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know. Life just does not want me to leave work. For whatever reason, I need to be here of service. And, you know, I'm kind of like just. Did, did you take your vacation last year? Yeah, but it was. Um, shorter. It was shorter and it was just. It wasn't anywhere. F- I don't think we went 
too out of town-ish. Yeah, no. Like, we didn't, you know, it was like a couple days here somewhere. Like, mm, I think I maybe I San Diego. It yeah, was something so close by. I don't remember you. Because I know two years ago, you went on, you s- for sure went on vacation. Because you did the EEG training with Lindsay. Yes, I and did. And you did your vacation shortly thereafter. Yep, yep, and yep. And the year before that, you mm-hmm. went away as well. Because that's when we had first opened uh, this, yeah. this space. And I'm like. Um, I tried to July because of my anniversary. Mm-hmm. And. You know, yeah, that birthday that coming Christmas up time, yeah. that's a good yeah it's a good kind of just stopping point just to breathe a little bit just to kind of yeah. you know replenish but I mean I don't have to go far I don't have to I'm not the type of person I need to go like Hawaii or things right. like that I'm, I'm cool with just being Speaking local which, we're going to Thailand are you really for our um our nice. honeymoon. Oh, so very ca- candy, cool. Candy in her Aries one track mind yeah. has been able to put it together where it was affordable. Very cool. Way more affordable than, you know. Well, Thailand's <laughs> beautiful and yeah. it is very affordable. So. Yeah. Um, but, you know, very getting cool. flights there was expensive. So she was, she literally spent probably a 10 hours all in all. Oh, yeah. Like that, that doesn't Researching. Take, yeah. Yep, comparing different things. And so when she Good. got, she put it all together. So I was like, ooh. Good. Thailand. And that's yesterday nice. I tried octopus. Did you now? So I'm trying to get ready for like, <laughs> you know, Thai street <laughs> yeah, food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay, what I'm saying? okay. Very so I'm cool. with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm the same way. I really don't need to go far. Like a vacation for me yeah. is, is, you know, we can stay at home and then you know venture out for the day. Yeah. Around uh, yeah. Los Angeles or SoCal, but Candy is a Candy's a. Um, she wants to fly. She wants to go. I and stuff. I and I get that. I mean, I <coughs> I would like to do those things too, like later in life, <coughs> and that's kind of like, it's funny because I wait for certain like markers for me, like. Now I've only been able to really hit the gym hard, like finally yeah. being able to, even though it's at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> and you kind of needed an Angela, <laughs> you know? somebody I needed. A I needed a buddy, yeah, like who's at the level where it's like I she's. I wasn't the buddy. <laughs> no, you're not the buddy. But it was fun to do uh, basketball yeah, early, and, and it was it was cool. But, you know, it, it was now that we have these competitions that we do, the obstacle course those stuff. So, those are so cool. Oh, that video that so Angela showed oh, me was she so tight. Yeah. <laughs> That was super tight. It was fun. It's just you go through mud. And I love that. I love getting dirty and just getting primitive. Like, I, you know, I was an athlete back in the day. So it's kind of yeah. like, oh, you know, I remember what this feels like. I, I put those things on the back burner. Like, I really don't have hobbies. You know, mm. my hobby is neuropsychology. <laughs> that's my hobby. I mean, I, that's not. <laughs> so what do you do? Honest. I'm a neuropsychologist. Well, what kind of hobbies do you have? I'm neuropsychology. neuropsychology. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hobby. Which is really sad. Uh, you know, I'm sure people are, is, oh, that's so admirable, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's really sad and pathetic <laughs> because I don't have another hobby to, like, you know, about. But I do love it so much, so I can't help myself. It makes but me good at what, what I do. But, but but you do have a hobby. It, it's 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 the, the working part is the, the report writing and the meeting yeah. with the patient. Yep. But the hobby portion is the reading. It's the attending events. Yeah, it's for sure. You know. Teaching these teaching, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's I, I feel like you. you, you it's true. You have a really big buffet in front of you. So even mm-hmm. though it seems like, okay, I'm a neuropsychologist and I do neuropsychology Psycho- all the yeah. time, there's so many different things you, oh, you, uh, yeah. you do. That's true. Um, you know, you edit for the journals. So maybe yeah. it's more a little more work. But you're able to see what people's research are. and Which is very cool. You know, then teach it or whatever. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I do a lot. I mean, if, if I look to itemize the list, I do a lot. Mm. I mean, that's true. Quite a bit. I mean, like um, I said, I, I spoke very highly of you the last couple of weeks when Aww. I was on the phone with these people. I'm just like, I, I happen to work with kind of a rock star. I mean, she's young. I said, I said, because I, I, when I brag about you, I brag about myself. Okay. They don't know that we're the same person. <laughs> okay, so good. if I brag about you, it's <laughs> really me just stroking my own ego. Right, okay, but, um, I like that. No, I was telling them, I said, you know, I said, when she goes in and she does her depositions, I said, almost all the time, her opposing are the people that write the books that, we, that we're using. They oh, yeah, the they, they are. They're the ones and that she wins. are, yeah. So I was like, it's just to show, I mean, why we're so proud to work where we work, is, you know, the people that we work under and work for and work with, I mean, these are really, really, really successful 
you know, accomplished, even your doctoral, I mean, just to show, <laughs> your doctoral students reflect on you because they're HR oh, directors. Oh, yeah, they're absolutely. And they're, they're graduating yeah. top of their class and they're absolutely. writing really cool dissertations. They're amazing. So, I mean, it just, it sh and then they want to stay here for years and years and years. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> you don't ever want to leave. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a testament to, to, to yeah. working working for you. It's, it's, it's really, a, it's, a, it's an honor. It's, well, I appreciate that. It's, it's nice to hear that. It's really nice to kind of feel like, okay, I, you know, I'm doing a good service. I'm doing, you mm -hmm. know, so it's, it is definitely, we cultivate a culture here. Yeah. I feel it's very um, specific to us, <laughs> right? Because you don't find it in, in other, like, settings. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's impossible. I've been in different settings, and this y is not. You know who you know? our place reminds me of? Huh? When I read about IBM's um, research departments, uh -huh. where it's a bunch of nerds yeah. that are all, like, <laughs> obsessive about, like, computers and programming, <laughs> but it's, oh. not, it's not the corporate part of IBM. Right. Like, it's all the, the, the research base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. all just, yeah. like, research scientists. And, I mean, there's a little bit of bureaucracy because they yeah. have to answer to corporate. But of course. But yeah. it, it's, like, a bunch of nerds, and they love what they do, and they yeah. don't care. I mean, they care about the money because they got to pay for, like, their for life. The but yeah, um, for sure. Not a whole bunch of like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But that's how I feel. It's like, you, I come here. This is my escape. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and Candy gets mad at me. She's like, why do you like, why, why do you, you so like much? working? You need to pay attention <laughs> to me. And I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> but I also have to pay attention to work. Yeah. It's fun to be well, there. and I, and I get that too. It's like, you know, even though, and I always tell my, my, my uh, trainees, my students, like I chose this. I'm not, this isn't put upon you. Like mm. I have to, have to be here so early. I have to, no, I want to. I honestly want to get up so early and work on my reports. There's just something so like, you know, mentally stimulating, really. It's like being an athlete, you know, and, yeah. so, and that's how I, you know, with every patient I'm in in session, it's it's all about them and, you know, focusing and trying to like help them out and, and what are the, because there's so many different pathways too, so many variables to tease out. The comp, you know, it's like human beings are so complicated just, on, you know, on their own. Yeah. And then you add additional factors. And it makes me feel good about like, you know, even when I have a patient where Stanford couldn't even figure it out. And the fact that, you know, they showed me some um, some evidence of certain things. I was like, oh, this is what this is. And so even though they got extensive, you know, assessment, you know, they, and all of them are still, and it's a, I mean, Stanford, right? It's not like, Premier, you know. Premier University. Yeah, so, Coast. and they, and if it makes me feel like, right on, I can, I can do this for them and it releases them and then we can work, you know, through doing actually the treatment aspect of it. So. A funny, 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 funny thing about Stanford. So mm -hmm. this morning, uh, Twittering and um, I follow this company, this account called Uber Facts. Mm -hmm. They're funny. Uh, some of their facts are crap, but a lot of their stuff is just <laughs> interesting. And the guy is this just really like kind of corny dude. You could tell mm -hmm. they didn't expect this thing to happen. And yeah. yeah. For him to be able to do this like full time, mm -hmm. so he just makes these little funny videos, anyways. And he's terrified of spiders, so he's just <laughs> he's just a funny guy, cool. anyways. So he tweets this morning. He's like, um, uh, openness and it's openness and honesty or something like that are uh, the best indicator for academic. Um, performance mm. and I thought about working mm. here mm -hmm. and this place is all about opening people up absolutely and you know getting out of your own way yep. and mm -hmm. you know we're not here trying to create a oh sorry and another interesting sidebar is mm. <coughs> Quora you know I'm obsessed with Quora oh, yeah, where yeah. I answer uh -huh. the questions That's cool. um, I haven't answered recently but I like to go I follow this this super duper duper aspie physicist he yeah. is Brilliant. Yeah. He's a uh, Romanian <laughs> or whatever, so he's very just. <laughs> my people. I, I yeah, yeah he, I know my people. He says he'll <laughs> say like you know, yeah, you guys don't like living in, in America, but you know where I'm from. You know, mm -hmm. well, I think about oh, all yeah. our companies. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. so somebody had asked the question of um, what's what's the what's the better job in terms of um, 
you know, you work hard in school, you work hard in academia. Yeah. You know, what's the better job for you to go into engineering or law? Oh, uh-huh. So this person answers and they go, um, they said, I, t- I had a conversation with a prostitute, just coffee and conversation. <laughs> he said, and uh, her, her response was that the engineers were her favorite clients because they were super easygoing and they wanted to just, you know, mm-hmm. have regular people, you know, intimate time. Yeah. Lawyers are the ones that were into the. Dominatrix, da- the, the S&M stuff. Yep. Stuff. Yeah, I think there it's there. I and yeah, I've been in deposition, like mo- a recent deposition, and I could tell it's like, uh oh, <coughs> the uh, defense attorney was n- was not smiling at me, not saying hello, you know that kind of thing. Like usually they're all in the beginning, but before we go on record, it's all very you know friendly, yeah, cordial. How are you? And I'm good. And so, Doctor C, what do you do? Blah 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 blah. You know, just your friendly conversation. And I can tell in his face is like, oh. He doesn't want to like me because he wants to, like, you know, bust my balls, so yeah. to speak. So I'm like, okay, I, I, and I can roll with it. Um, and he was he was really trying to do double talk with me, which is so annoying. It's like, can you please restate the question? Can you please – it doesn't sound, you know, I, I'm having trouble tracking you. What? So you can tell he was getting flustered and frustrated, and, you know, he was a lefty. <coughs> so I know he was trying to, his best way to try to – be linear but he couldn't mm-hmm. be, and because he was trying to trip me up and it was really kind of stuff that he could have asked me in a way that it would have produced a, a an easy answer mm-hmm. but he was just trying to twist and twist and, twi- and i think they are very like like you know um, lots of pressure i think they have a lot of you know stuff at stake um and so yeah some of them that the more easy going they come in at least they appear easy going you yeah. know because they do want to you know one of them came in um few weeks back when I had a depot uh, and, you know, shorts, tennies, you know, T-shirt. It looked like he was going, like, you know, playing a t- tennis or golfer. You know what mm, I mean? It was just mm. – and it was funny because the, uh, the other term was like, he's really a top guy and blah, blah, blah. Like, th- you can feel his anxiety about this guy. And I'm like, you're just people asking me questions. That's how I look at it, you know. And so I got him all flustered because he's asking me a question. I'm like, that's – you know, short I can't getting flustered or the short, short guy. guy, the other, you know, no, that our, you know, um, p- uh, patient's attorney was fine, mm. but it was the uh, defense attorney who's getting all flustered. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, you're, you're asking the wrong question. <laughs> it's like, and he was like, what? Uh, da, 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 da. And so you can tell like they can't, they're so rigid mm-hmm. that they can't really bend with it. Um, and so I think that's where the sense of release. Mm-hmm. So that's why they could be into that sort of kinky sort of, um, yeah you know, rule-based kind of sex. Yeah. You know what well I mean? And so Billions, in the show Billions, I don't know if you Somebody keeps telling me to, t- to watch that. It's I a just pretty good show. Is it? Well, okay. because in you, I think you would like it because the, um, uh, it's it's centered around, it's, it's based loosely on Stephen Cohen who mm. ran SAC Capital uh, and he mm. was hit with all the SEC sanctions oh, a couple okay. years ago, maybe yeah. about what, 10 years ago or so now. Um, but it's based, he's so, so um, Damien, whatever his name is, is mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Cohen. His name is uh, Bobby Axelrod, and then uh, Chuck Rhodes is the attorney, mm-hmm. uh, um, the district attorney for the Southern District uh, for New York. Mm-hmm. And so they're, it's the whole show is about them going at it. But the district attorney's wife is a psychologist that works for Bobby Axelrod. Oh, he's her, she's his performance coach I for see. his company. I so see. Uh, Chuck uh-huh. is uh, into domination. He likes to be dominated, and right. his wife is his dominatrix. I see. So I see. it's it's a very interesting power. P- like every the whole show is about it who has power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like as an attorney. You do have rules based, mm-hmm. uh, and then you s- and then like you kind of watch Chuck go from being the super rigid lawyer mm-hmm. to breaking every single rule because he right. wants to catch Bobby Axelrod, right? And right, so right. he's breaking rules and he's doing entrapment and he's mm-hmm. and it's all this crazy stuff. And um, yeah, the whole show is just about like 
breaking the rules, right? Because right? mm-hmm. Bobby Axelrod is a hedge fund manager, so mm-hmm. his whole thing is breaking rules. Everything uh, is about breaking rules. Okay. And if you're going to be a successful trader on Wall Street, yeah, you have to, to break, break rules. rules. And then okay. him going against a law-abiding, you know, kind of stuffy lawyer oh, okay. who has all these, like, he doesn't feel good enough, he doesn't feel this, his dad is a multimillionaire, mm. um, and, and wants him to run for governor, and then it's like there's there's all these power plays around the thing, and um, the whole show is just about, like, who who has the power. Yeah. It's a very yeah. fascinating show. Um, but to your point about uh, lawyers and just their, their, their the rule-based rigidity, yeah, it's and I mean, it, it's almost it's funny because it's like, did the career make them or were they already established, you know, and, and gravitate to the career? That's a good question. You know, because I think a lot of times there is this sort of like connection to certain things. And so, like, for example, somebody who's um, I'll, I'll share this. This is really interesting. So there's a um, high school kid that I see and their group, you know, you can classify them as kind of the outsiders. Let's just say that the nerdy, geeky table. Mm-hmm. Right. But nerdy geeky table who with low um, social ability other than within their own group are because they wanted more people within their group because they had a natural divide. So some people are at this table now, other people on this table, this table now starting to vet the new folks that are going to be coming in. So they've yeah, this is what's interesting. So think of it this vetting vetting. That's very sophisticated. It's very (laughs) sophisticated. Well, these kids are, you know, they're really, you know, rigidly. Let's just say very Asperger's like. You could tell, like, you know, they, you know, as far as interaction is concerned, really hard, hard time. Unless there's somebody like-minded. Sure. Then they all have, you know, can gravitate under a certain point. But even within that group, there was an outlier where this person just amplified, took it to the next level. And they couldn't figure it out what was wrong with this person. But highly OCD and, and just really fixated on being, you know, in the military. And it kind of pushed some of the other members to divide. And so now that table is really looking to... Um, find more people among the ranks. So they're vetting certain people that are coming in that potentially that they're going to target to bring them in to sit part. I know. Isn't that interesting? I find that so fascinating yeah. that, that now it's this level of, you know, it's not just a natural like, hey, how are you? Right. Do we get along? Because I sit next to you in chem. Right. You know, it's I want to see who the new people are in order to like, s- you know, single them out, approach them and ask them in. Yeah, it's almost fraternity. like. It's very fraternity like. So it's very advanced and, and very calculated. And I just find it very interesting as far as the mentality is mm-hmm. concerned. And these are the kids that end up, you know, building their own companies, usually ends well, yeah. up engineers or something yeah. to that sort of you know, degree. So it's just interesting, like the people's brains of today, the young people in particular, I'm always fascinating, mm-hmm. you know, just about how they think about things. And, you know, I, I uh, you know, I got to give it to them. It's really difficult for young people. Um, although they have flexibility of mind to like do things that are not, you know, traditional, but it's funny because then the parents hold them back because, well, I told you to be open-minded and when they're open-minded, they want to do A, B, and C. It's like, well, you can be open-minded, but you just can't do A, B, and C. Right. So there's just very interesting sort conditions. of like, yeah, conditions onto being open or being expressive. Honey, we want you to express yourself. Tell us how you feel. As soon as that happens, like, well, no, you can't feel that way. <laughs> and you right. can't do this and you can't do that. So it's interesting as a human being. Well, I'm looking at Blaze. We're, we're, we're mm-hmm. 90% sure Blaze will be a lefty. Oh, really? Oh, his, both interesting. Both his maternal grandparents are lefties. Oh. Mom and dad. Oh, okay. Or Candy's parents are, are both. Uh, lefties and you know well Colton that's his sister's lefty okay uh, you're a lefty mm-hmm. but you know obviously you have a, a, a chokehold on your you know person mm-hmm. but I know lefties in in general mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout history <laughs> have yeah. just had harder times 
expressing themselves. Sure, and absolutely. Always, you, know, you can't use your left hand. Right. Imagine not being able to use your sinister, dominant hand. right? Yeah, it's you're sinister. evil and all this yeah. stuff, and that you respond to Satan basically. I, I remember they actually tried to switch me up mm-hmm. in um, went to a private school, um, private religious Christian school, school o- only yeah. because it was uh, they had daycare. Mm-hmm. My mom had no intention about like the philosophy behind mm-hmm. their teachings, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. But it was really about like, hey, they can watch you from you know three p.m. till six till I'm done right, working. Right, Fine, right. go there. And so, but I remember this lady would literally, as, w- as I was writing stuff, she'd walk by, she'd take my pencil out of my left hand and put it in my right. And I was, as soon as she walked by, I put it back into my left and continued to write. And so I, I was deemed very oppositional, still am. <laughs> but it's kind of like, well, you're going to switch me to the right. Like, I didn't understand what the purpose of that was when mm-hmm. I couldn't write with my right, but I was very fluid with my left. And it's funny, it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. Y- 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 yeah. You, you pointed out something to me about myself mm-hmm. and I was really reflecting on it this weekend as I was trying to get prepared for the week because I knew I'd be exhausted so I needed to <laughs> be, on, be on my on my yep. a game and I was just thinking about my own anxiety and when, when is it triggered mm-hmm. and then how, how do I respond right like when, I, when yeah. I'm in an anxious state mm-hmm. how am I acting right um, and for me when I'm in an anxious state everything is about um, reconciliation balance right, right. I yep. will do everything to balance my yep. equation and so I will defer on an opportunity I should go after, I should be more aggressive, I yeah. will be, I'll hang back. Mm-hmm. I'll be aggressive when I should be hanging back. Right. Like every, I do almost everything backwards because I'm trying yep. to, I'm, 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 I'm scrambling. Yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, if I'm, you know, it's the 1980s or whatever, and I'm a teacher at a Christian school, mm-hmm. and there's social pressures. Right. We just you know, brought up social oh pressure yeah. about the legal field, mm-hmm. the pressure that they put on them yep. to behave in a certain way. Well, if I'm a Christian teacher at a, at a Christian school in the 80s, I probably don't have teaching credentials I probably am more Christian than I am teacher, right? Um, and so I'm going to be operating more on the the religious beliefs than I will right. on any sort of like, you know, valid knowledge. And all the Christian teachers I have seen and interacted with over the years would do stuff like that. I mean, we move a pencil, and you'll ask them, well, "Why? Right. Do you, why are you doing that?" Right. If the if the girl is left-handed, she's right. left-handed. It's 1980. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're beyond the superstition oh, yeah. of you know the witch hunts. Like, right. let's move on with our mm-hmm. you know our species. And it's always almost always anxiety is well you know the Bible you know the olden days well we're not in the olden days like we all have learned that left-handed people can just they're they're regular right we're regular I think we uh, what we have a higher percentage of presidents who are lefties oh do we yeah I mean I think Clinton was a lefty I think Obama's a lefty there's a I think Obama's lefty y- I don't you know, know about Clinton. um I I think. You know, being lefty, you know, dominant, and, and you know, I'm ambidextrous, really, when it comes to sports and mm-hmm. other things. Um, and I use my right for a lot of things, like if I'm opening a door or using my mouse or stuff. So I actually can operate in both. Um, even with sports, like I cannot throw a, a Frisbee to save my life with my left hand. Okay. It literally will go that way. And I'm trying to go that way. And But with my right hand, I have, like, great aim. When you were at the courts, did you shoot lefty or righty? I can't remember. Uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the precision aspect it comes from here, which makes sense because left side is very detailed and, you know, focused. Right is very uh, creative and open and, you know, move, movable parts. So, you know, when I have somebody who's very artistic or just very disorganized, in fact, my higher caliber patients that are, um, you know, celebrity status or they've made it and, and they are 100% ADD. You, their, their thoughts move around like... Oh, you know, <laughs> a tornado, yeah. and you have to pull out just pieces to to connect it. 
and they eventually get to where they, they need to be. Like, I have no anxiety sitting with somebody who's just words are everywhere because at the end of, of the session, everything kind of comes together and settles down. And for them, they sort through it afterwards. Yep. I, I don't know anything about that. No, not at all. So that is my so life in a nutshell. I right. talk and talk and talk, and I go, oh, okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> right, and then you leave, and there, <laughs> there it is. It's like, okay, bye. I you bet know. I have celebrity status. My mind works the same way. But that is, isn't that what's interesting? It's like those, uh, and I, I appreciate the, the ADD aspect to things. Like, people are always trying to, like, evolve things out of us. We can't be ADD. We can't do this. We can't, can't, and, and this is bad. And so it's like, well, wait a minute. Let's just look at the presentation of the human right. being. Right. What what's bad about being ADHD or ADD other than you can't sit in a, in a chair and pay attention to a boring lecture, you know? Speaking of lecture, so I, I posed this question to somebody a couple months ago, and I was thinking about it. You know, how would I change mm -hmm. education? Mm -hmm. um, I personally think, and this is my preference, I would have a school that had buildings on the outside. Okay, and it's mm -hmm. uh, in my mind, it would be it's, it's circle. And on the inside is just like a big square with uh -huh. grass and, you know, like a quad. And from K through 12, yeah, it's really more like fusion. Yeah. But, but you're yeah, at yeah. school. Yes. That's my only requirement because mm -hmm. I do believe that kids should be somewhere during the day. You just Absol need to be Absol out. Yeah, you, don't you don't need to be, to be class, out. Right. Sitting in a traditional, you know. Yeah. But you can't classroom. be at home. But you can't be at home. No. You can't be, you know, vegging out, playing video games. You can't be, you know, off with your friends in the alley, you know, getting into shenanigans. Mm -hmm. um, but at, a, at school. So mm -hmm. when you're at school, it's it's proficiency based, right? So you go in, mm -hmm. and you you meet with a counselor or a teacher, probably more of like a guidance individual. Yeah. That that from from K through twelve, right? You would be coddled, right? Damn near. Yeah. And when you're there, you're able to freely learn, right? And you're able to pick and choose, or you know, mm -hmm. you work with your guidance well, your parents, your guidance counselor, and you would then choose how to take you from how to matriculate well and the interesting thing when i have kids that would have like uh learning problems but they're brilliant like oh i could definitely see them being um architect or, mm -hmm. or someone like that it's like oh yeah they're really great at this they're gonna be horrible at this other stuff and so i you know i tell them look just hang in there they're, they're never going to get an a in english as an example which is fine but they will really master this other part, the, the nonverbal, you know, the visual, spatial mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so let's focus on what they do well. Because the focus is always what they don't do well on. Right. You know, so it's not like a teacher calls you in and go, hey, I want to talk to you about your kid. They're really doing great. So I wanted to have this parent-teacher meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, hey, I want to have this parent-teacher meeting right. because they're struggling in this class or that class. So you never ca get called in or being, you know, other than like, oh, your kid is wonderful and they're doing, you know, little Jimmy's doing great. But no one ever calls you in because your kid is exceptionally doing phenomenal on this other end of things. Mm -hmm. And so we're always pointed. And, and again, we're o we always get pointed out with those sort of things, too, even at work. Hey, I need to talk to you about da 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 it versus, hey, I need to talk to you because you just kicked ass and you were awesome. Yeah, great report. You know, let's great. let's meet oh, for well. an hour to talk about how awesome you are. Like, how did mm -hmm. that never happens? No. And it's not even something that like it comes to mind for people to do. Mm -hmm. There's a sort of critical eye to things that you must be this way. We we have standards and da 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 da, and you must be versus taking the individual and going, wow, this is a human being with you know strengths and weaknesses, and let's focus on the strengths and let's try to minimize the weaknesses by uh, supporting their strengths and acknowledging that. Um, it's interesting, like some of the cases that I work on, like people have such a hard time seeing it. And I can understand why. Like I have a recent case, workers' comp case, 
and this person has a misperception of information and they actually do believe that the, um, there's somebody, a coworker, a higher ranking person that's in love with them. Okay. And so that's a, that's a delusional disorder. Um, and so, y- you know, but because it's coming from this person, this is what it is, and they're very well convinced, then all of a sudden this other person did an evaluation and it's, it's mimicking, it's reflecting what they're saying to be true versus no 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 stand back with objectivity and see that this is what this person is uh, i don't i don't follow so without trying to give too much away because yeah, yeah, you know no. i don't want to get to you know <laughs> uh, it's it's basically like if if i have this belief system about something this person is in love with me okay everyone takes it at face oh they must be, that must be the truth because Kay. they're so convinced of it so mm. in their mentality they're 100 percent, and even they're vehement about it and y- you look at them and they're 100 percent in their world and I see it's like, okay, their world is really dysfunctional and deconstructed and everything else. If we constantly interact with people like that and they're, it's bouncing off, we're just basically part of their delusion. We're part of their world mm-hmm. that way. And this is where people have this sort of negative response. This person who got evaluated had basically their words mimicked back to them because of what they said. And I see this so often. It's really what I find is like it's really hard to kind of step outside of that person's world is what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's why like for example like a manager or supervisor doesn't necessarily call in someone to go I really want to talk about like how wonderful you are other than like a couple pats on the back like great job on that that you know presentation. on that presentation or great work w- you know with so and so and it's literally a pat on the back and moving along but if there's sort of like the situation of you're not doing something it's you got to sit down we got to have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. So if there's this constant sort of like feel of this information that's on the negative, that person is kind of trapped yeah, and not allowed to be really expressive. Like we promote being expressive and being your own person and yeah. da, 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 da. It's like that, it's that parent, you know, um, kid situation. Mm-hmm. Say what you want, be who you are. And then the kid goes, well, I'm like this and I feel this way. And they're like, no, 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 no. We never taught you that. You're not allowed this. But they're like, but you said to be open and honest. And so we trap ourselves all the time. We trap each other all the time. Um, And going deep in a philosophical form, because, you know, I don't necessarily subscribe to any particular religion, but the idea of, you know, a creation in your own image, right? Isn't that what a child is? Well, you know, we talk frequently about evolution in general. Mm -hmm. What really is the purpose of evolution and, you know, right. what, what level is, is evolution really driven by? Is it is it psychological? Is it biological? Is it cellular? Is it genes? Like we, we have all these conversations, but the whole get down has always been to recreate yourself. But right. parents right. fail. I mean, I think what's what's funny is we will we will exchange when we're sitting down and talking about our own mentality. We'll say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm a lot like my grandpa. Or I'm a lot like my uncle. I'm a lot like my, you know, grandma. Mm-hmm. And right. then when your kid comes along, no, you need to be like me. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> but it's like, but you, uh, you ec- explained mm-hmm. to everybody that you're like all these other humans that right, you may have a close relationship with or mm-hmm. you may have a distant relationship yep. with. Right? You could be, my cousin and I act and look just alike, but that's mm-hmm. not, you know, direct lineage. I mean, right. th- that person has a s- different family right. that contributed to one half of their genetic structure. Um, so, I th- I again, to your, to your point is, peop- I think we all like to distort information. Absolutely. Especially when that information is for us to pass our... Because what we want to do is pass our identity on. Well, absolutely. And constructing identity, this is what's interesting, like within a a closed situation like that, like a workspace, you know, uh, I find that it's it's the top level people that stifle their own talent. 
because of the mentality that they hold. Like, you got to be this way. We want you to, you know, move move mountains, but do it under these sort of, like, rule sets, you yeah. know. And so then it automatically stifles the situation. So, you know, I think it takes a lot of, um, I, I guess, interpersonal kind of sense of things as a, a supervisor or a person, a top-ranking person, to allow your employee to roam about, to allow them to experience and explore and, and have faith in that. A real, uh, and, and when I say real, I, I do mean this to be intentionally um, offensive to people. Mm -hmm. The real way to run your company is to set a threshold right. for what people should be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. stay on top of your work kind of situation. Right. And from there, right. there should be almost utter freedom. Right. I agree. To, to pursue, I, agree. I, mm -hmm. I think. I think as okay. There, there's a really interesting technology. I've, I've been writing about it. Uh, if you guys follow me on LinkedIn, I've been writing about it quite frequently the last couple of weeks. Called blockchain. Mm -hmm. So blockchain is, in my opinion, mm -hmm. my not so humble opinion, um, it is the kind of technology that probably in 20 or 30 years will it will fundamentally change how we communicate. Blockchain does interesting. this. Interesting. You know Bitcoin. Have you heard about it? Before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, Bitcoin is based on blockchain's technology. Okay. And it's a public ledger that mm. it's you can't you can't change it you can't alter it. Okay. So right now, like for example, if I were to hack Spotify, I could you know do re wreak havoc right, right to their whole system. Um, the strongest, most resilient blockchain configurations, you can't do that. Right. So imagine you and I going into a business deal, and we didn't want to pay attorneys. Right. We would we would handle our ledger through blockchain. So I would do a transaction, or I'd send you money. Yeah. It would be recorded in the blockchain. You would send me, you know, whatever product I was purchasing from you or whatever. Hmm. All of that would be handled by this system. Right. And if anybody had a question about legality, did you guys really agree to that? You know, all the shit that right. they argue about with attorneys. Right. Go to the system. The system cannot be changed. I feel like our society hmm. is moving towards, right, we went from the, um, the industrial economy, yeah. the industrial revolution, yep. to the knowledge economy, yep. to the age of information. That's mm -hmm. what we're in right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I, th I personally believe that in 50 years we're going to switch to the precision economy. Right. Where people are going to be, uh, you're going to be s literally attached to the things that are naturally expressed from you. Right. So right, if right, you, right. If in, I think with, with the, when neuropsych and the mm -hmm. whole neuroscience um, uh, tradition yeah. meets these new technologies and people right. are going to be able to say, oh, as a kid, you can mm -hmm. tell personality, you know, oh, yeah. at, you know, 18 months old or whatever, yeah. it's like, or t five months old, whatever mm -hmm. the disposition, I think we're going to be able to, to have, not necessarily, it's not going to be predicting the future as much as it's going to be coming up with probabilities for success. So right. the kid will be like, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. This kid is really showing some talent here, here, and here, and here, and here. Right. This is the program we're going to put them in. They get sent to a you know, performing arts type school where it's more yeah. freedom, or you get sent to a California you know, math and science school, or mm -hmm. you get sent to a, a school that's more like slated towards language and journalism or right. linguistics or whatever the circumstances mm -hmm. are. You learn all the stuff you need to learn, right. but as you, as you trans, you know, matriculate through the, uh, through the education system, it's almost like you're, you're getting closer and closer to your own identity. Well, you know what's interesting about that, and uh, an image came to mind that how it would probably manifest in an educational system is you take this person, you upload their data of who they are, and there's certain classes. Like, for example, if you are very, like, well-versed in, like, um, verbal comprehension, as an example, you're definitely a very left brain, just to simplify, left brain kind of person, then your English, your history would count for a grade. However, if you are creative, you may not necessarily have the same stronghold in that regard. And so then English and history would be a pass or fail. 
kind of situation. Yeah. So then I think that would definitely equal the playing ground to things. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you made the differentiation between grade and pass and fail. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it. I said, you know, why have we had such a hard time customizing society to, right. to the human? Mm -hmm. And the truth is because we never had a public ledger or, you know, right. something that couldn't be changed where, right. we, where we would be able to handle that level of complexity where right. you would be on one system, mm -hmm. I'd be on another system, but it would have an underlying component. Yep. If the underlying component are human beings, mm -hmm. then we know how that, that's, that's going to wreak havoc. You right. know, people would all have to remember, mm -hmm. and you'd have to be able to, you know, literally write down wh mm -hmm. what kids in what class, and are you yep. pass or fail? We know that kids would fall through the cracks, and people oh, would yeah. be upset. Yep. But if you have a system that's able to handle all that mm -hmm. lower-level stuff of yeah. keeping the data, being able to have it accessible, knowing that it hasn't been altered or changed or, or yep. you know, tinkered with, um, then you would be able to have, mm -hmm. okay, this kid's on the – Create a track where right. this class, Absolutely. this class, this class are pass or fail. This class, this class mm -hmm. are for our grades. Right. Uh, and if they don't pass the class, it's just like anything else. You take the class all over again. Right. Uh, and if you keep struggling, then it becomes pass or fail or something right. of that nature. Where, yeah, yeah, where yeah. all of those complex mechanisms mm -hmm. that, that a counselor or a teacher would normally have to do. And yep. we know they're not going to be able to do it for 270 kids. Yeah. If it could be handled by an automated system, mm -hmm. then the teacher just has to teach. They don't have right. to worry about, you know, all this Absolute. administrative crap. Absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, I, I don't, you know, we all hate administrators in healthcare. Yeah. We know that in today's healthcare environment, <clears throat> being a doctor actually is not sexy anymore. Yeah. Oh Doctors yeah. are poor. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, if you're not if you're not spending money paying back medical school, you're spending money paying back uh, your uh, your malpractice insurance. Mm -hmm. If you're not paying money on malpractice insurance, yeah. you're just not getting money because you know the CMS keeps tailoring back what they <laughs> what oh they yeah pay you for yeah yeah absolutely. So administrators are really where it's at, and I mm -hmm. said to myself, you know, I hope that in the future we don't need administrators of any kind. Oh, that would be nice. To remove the, the middleman. You your job yeah is the craft right. It's, it's being a doctor. Well, that's why I, you know, defer the business sides of things to you guys, Marlene, Angela, you, because I want to be, and I always say I want to be clinically pure. So anyone asks me about insurance, billing, this, I defer, right? Because I don't, I purposely don't want to know, like, what's my deductible audit. I don't give a crap, to be honest. Right. I'm here to provide a service about like looking at your mind and your emotionality and your behavior. I don't want to sit there and do an invoice. I'd rather not get paid than you're forcing me to. And for, and for the longest time, I didn't get paid because of that reason. It's like, ah, doing invoices. I'd rather sit with a patient and help them out. So a lot of people owed me a lot of money, um, and that's not a good way to survive. But at the same time, it's like it, it was my choosing. Again, it's like there's something about me and my mentality. It's like I don't want to bother with that aspect right, of it. Right, right. Um, you know, versus other practitioners who are – so adamant about like you need to pay me this and then yeah, and that. They'll send you the collections. They'll send you thing. collections, and then it creates this sort of like horrible like rapport mm -hmm. and mentality, and they don't realize they're kind of ruining themselves. They're flushing themselves down the toilet, so to speak, um, because now they're creating this sort of like uncomfortability between mm -hmm. themselves and their patient. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to like have your patient be open or honest or be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way that ain't going to happen. I don't care what sort of medical pr you know, practitioner you are. Mm -hmm. um, and when I've seen that, it's like, and people have come in with stories like, can you believe this doctor? Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, because I'm thinking to myself, they're not a doctor, they're human. Right. And they want what they want. And I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they're not able to practice within their craft. They're not able to kind of shut this part off and go in with a 100% just view of, like, I got to help you out because there's things happening in your system, whether mm -hmm. your brain or your emotionality, whatever mm -hmm. is going on. And so 
I don't know. This is maybe why practitioners are being absorbed by hospitals or other yeah. facilities. Like it's it's purposeful. Give the doctors the hardest time. That's why it's like, to be honest, if you guys want to go fund us to es establish our own non-insurance based, you know, facility, you know, go ahead, send us money. I will be happy to do it because I rather give services at a really reduced rate for everybody to like, you know, use and and you know, get something from than having this run around with insurance. And then on both sides of things, not just for the doctors, but also for the patient. It's ridiculous, some of the BS that they go through. Yep. And it's they bank on making it so difficult and, and frustrating that people give up. Yep. So I'm wondering what the amount of, like if you were to calculate how much money people make because people just gave up in the process. A lot. A lot, right? A lot. And, and I think there's certain establishments like getting disability as an example yes. where they make it so difficult for people who are truly disabled to even, uh, you know, achieve those services, mm -hmm. tho those resources. So, I mean. And those barriers are up yeah. because there, there's, there's always uh, every, every barrier is a, is a, is a two-way street. Mm -hmm. the, good, the, the positive part of the barrier is that they want to keep enough money in the system so that people can that are making claims will be able to get right. money for it. Right. But when the barriers are so high right. that money stays inside, right. it, it becomes you know obscenely hard to get it out. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so the negative side comes in where people actually need access. I mean, Social Security is another really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it has a structural difference because you know the investments and just, just the, the debt, the debt-driven economy that we live in yeah. has put us in a, in a bit of a pickle, but the same principle kind of stands where you're making a claim or you're ready to go on social security and then you can't get it for this. You can't get it for that. Mm -hmm. And you don't get your money for eight months. Yeah. You know, and they, they yeah. want to prolong it mm -hmm. because that's more money that people are paying in until they have to pay. It's a Ponzi scheme. Well, it, it, it kind of feels <laughs> that way. It's like, Oh, we didn't get this or we didn't get that. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, you ac guys actually did. This is the third time we're sending you this information. It's so easy to say we didn't get something. Social security is the closest thing outside of Herbalife from a Ponzi scheme mm. that you can think of because I mean, a, a true Ponzi scheme, of course, has, you know, they had no intentions of ever making money. They just take in more and more money, and they just keep paying out right. people's money. That's right. the true Ponzi scheme, right? Social Security does make investment. I mean, you have the pensions, and they, they, you know, institutional investor, the government will put money in the hands of, you know, Wall Street guys to go make money. That's, right. that's the purpose of Social Security. But it's still a Ponzi scheme. You're taking my money mm -hmm. and then distributing it. To right. people as they retire, right? But now more people are retiring. We have boomers retiring, and oh you know, yeah, obscene um, yeah. You know, numbers. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, what I'm saying that the situation goes. I don't know. I sit here. I sit back and I go. I I do blame administrators. I always have. Yeah. Um. I have never liked. The truth is, the re the real reason why I struggle in business is because I don't care about money all that much. Problematic. Number two, I don't like administration. Right. It's it's it is the most boring job that you can ever m imagine is yeah. pushing papers right. of any kind. Of any kind, yeah. Right? You're not yeah. writing report. You're not doing anything creative. You're not contributing new mm -hmm. knowledge. You're not discovering anything new. I you're think that's why they don't answer their phones and they let it go into voicemail. It I sucks. think I think that's why they say, I didn't get something. They, they forced you to send something five times over. You know, I think there's, uh, they're depressed probably people. It's I two synergies working together. On the one hand, yeah. the company's saying, yeah, don't answer your phone. And on the other hand, you don't want to answer your phone. Exactly. So it ends up being great. Yeah, <laughs> then that's why. And, and I mean, it isn't just certain you know places uh, no, I, I mean I don't even want to say like which departments of what because I don't you know want to get the <laughs> FBI at my door but it's kind of like it's amazing some of the inner stories you hear and it's just I shake my head I'm like when am I retiring I look at my walk my, my, my watch I'm like uh, am I retiring tomorrow no 
<laughs> it's kind of it may it just puts it in perspective like how sad with the potential that we have i think that's what it is i i think i look at us like we have such great potential to be amazing and to really help and and make changes like real changes but we do not do it on purpose we purposely refuse to do it and i would just find it boggles the mind i'm just mm -hmm. like why are we electing selecting to do it this way and I, I think it's it's it a lot of it is cumulative. Oh, it's over time, one bad decision, and then you try to halfway correct it, and halfway correct it, and halfway correct it, and halfway correct it, and all you get is this haphazard thing. And then you know, not to make this a political discussion, but yeah, we have a problem with it because we operate on the outside of the system. Just by by default, you and I's personality, we're both oppositional, we're both mm -hmm. you know in intensely independent, and it's just like we don't really want yeah. to integrate in. Right. But when you get into the system, no matter how many depressed people you find, no matter how many angry, pissed off administrators mm -hmm. you find, yep. the people who are in power are actually really happy. <laughs> They're right. hanging out. They're doing oh, their yeah. thing. They're Absolutely. like, yeah, this is great. Right. paid, you know what I'm right. saying? We're doing good work. You know, if you go talk to someone who's like over the CMS or, 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 or mm -hmm. whatever regulatory agency we're talking about, the ones that are at the top, they're like, yeah, no system is perfect, but we know we think we're doing a pretty good job. Like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> like this place sucks. Right, and yeah. I mean, but they don't care. I mean, it's it's bottom line that people just they're not paid. I, I heard someone say, "I'm not paid enough to care." Right, and so I don't. It's like, oh, okay, you know that sort of attitude about things. And um, it w my husband was like, you know, he called up the uh, place we're gonna stay at to see if you know what's the um, cancellation policy, and it's thirty days. Okay, and so. Uh, they'll keep like your deposit and he's like man have a heart and I'm thinking business doesn't have a heart honey mm -hmm. and he's like that's right so I had to remind him of that business operates without a heart and a soul because it has to mm -hmm. it has to it's not it's not made if business was made with a heart and a soul um, I mean there's a lot more sort of a ability to to create a life of its own but then you can't control it or contain it because people don't know how. People at the top don't know how to operate that sort of live beast. Mm -mm. So they make it into this metal thing. Well, and also, if and it goes back to the statement that I made a few minutes ago. Of mm -hmm. If you are trusting people, humans, yeah, to be able to balance within the individual automation, right? The business loves automation because it takes decision making. You know, takes creativity and and. and chance of it mistakes being made out yeah. uh and so you're trying to balance automation and, and the, the human element together yeah i am a proponent for automate everything automate everything automate call centers automate everything why because it's going to cause human beings to go back to what we do right human beings right. Were never we're never supposed to be kicking it in the fields you know slaving for some other manager that's right. crap. Right. Absolutely. We should be doing Absolutely. the stuff that we want to do. Mm -hmm. Not not saying that you're going to be successful or unsuccessful at it. But right. if you can go out and do the stuff that you like doing, right. that you're good at doing, mm -hmm. or you're interested in learning how to do, go do that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, people working in call centers, when I think to myself, you know, my dad will tell you, he hates his, no, I mean, I said, yeah, he hates his job. <laughs> he hates his job. Yeah. And he's in a call center, you know, yeah. for an insurance yeah. company, and he's an yeah. agent. And he's like, dude, half the stuff is handled by the website. Yeah. All I have to do is do the human element part, which right. is, you know, okay, well, this is when you need to click this button, you need to click this button. You know, right, people like yeah, to yeah. have that organic conversation. Well, yeah, absolutely. But yep. my, my, my point stands that as a lawyer, there's a lot of non-human, or there's a lot of human stuff you have to do as a lawyer. Take yeah. out all the crap that lawyers have to do mm -hmm. 
um, th- they're always going to be warlords. They're always going to fight with one another. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you if you take away some of the super mundane things that they have to do, yeah. you're going to have a better chance of, uh, of, of, of having successful outcomes. Doctors are the same way. Don't have doctors, you know, looking at MRIs all day. Have them doing the fun. Yeah, for sure. Engaging work. Unless you like staring at MRIs all day. Right. Then put those doctors in the back in the research part. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let yeah. people n- gravitate towards where th- they naturally go. Some people love being down in the morgue. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Straightforward. I cut them open. I see what's happening in there. I volunteered for pathologists before, back in the day. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's all good. Yeah. But it's it's the the, the, the corporate world has always tried to turn a human into a battery. And yeah. we're not going to be that way. Unless yeah. you've get you've gotten bludgeoned and beaten down by society or, you know, you you, you, you know, ate what your parents said. Right. You know, yeah, you ate yeah. it up and you mm-hmm. went the same track that they went. Um, and I know, you know, our mentality is very is very progressive and very West Coast because if we were in the Ivy League with New England, you know, yeah. none of this stuff is like what they talk about. It's all, oh, we're going to send them to the Hamptons and we're going to, you know. <laughs> right. Did you get into Columbia and what's, what school did you go to? It's right. Like, who, who the fuck cares? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I know some pretty crappy people in great schools. Yeah, you know, pretty some of the stupidest people I've ever met in my life were in college. Well, it's yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't even I can't even go there with you because it's like I I think it's just all these people run through my mind, and I'm not talking about my patients either. No. Just you know, it's the the patients are really smart because they're smart enough to know to come in here, right? Uh, to be honest, and so that's what's uh, find fascinating. My patients have a, a leg up mm-hmm. on kind of the the general sense of society because they know ah. I've identified a problem and I need to fix it. And I know that this is going to require a lot more muscle strength than what I have. And so there's a level of sort of like exchange. They're going, oh, okay, I need uh, another person's view or guidance, et cetera. But most people just are are so within themselves in their own kind of established delusional system. Let's just call it for what it is. And they're so convinced about it that this is what it is, that this is how they operate. That's why there's so many people wrecking havoc in other people's lives because of that internalization. So, anywho, job security, I guess. But, you know, it's just, unfortunately, these people do wreck havoc. And so next time you think that your boss is crazy, they probably are. Probably batshit. Yeah, and so then you got to kind of step sideways and go, do I want to be part of the system? Because the system actually, again, takes a life of its own. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be part of the craziness or do you want to look elsewhere? It would be really interesting if people stopped tolerating the BS at work and found a better job, found a better situation for themselves. Not necessarily better money, but just a, a, a better quality of life. I guarantee you, if you found something else, even if it didn't pay you um, as much, but there was a quality of life that ensured you to feel better, you would be a, a happier person in general. Like, don't tolerate the BS. And if you want to switch careers, and this is this is especially s- slated towards my age bracket, the young. Prof- I guess we're still in the same age bracket because young professionals is I think mm-hmm. twenty what late twenties to mid forties. Skills. I can't say that enough because we've talked about automation, 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 mm-hmm. and precision, all this kind of stuff. How do you get out of – how do you not get replaced by a robot? Right. Skills. Sk- well, what ah. skills do I need to have? Skills are always related to inputs and outputs. Right. So where, where is the human portion of the, of the input and output? Yeah, there's a whole soft skills conversation, so being able to communicate is always going to be – Oh, abs- absolutely. But skills are things like um, being able to code. Mm-hmm. Being able to write a report, yeah. clinical writing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've never met a robot that can do clinical writing. Right. Right. Um, being able to s- to look at somebody and see that their emotionality is valid. Yeah, absolutely. Skills. Absolutely. Right. QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Skills. These are these are skill. 
when I meet my friends, they, they, you know, being able to do Microsoft Word mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. just because you worked at blah, blah, blah for a period of right. time, that doesn't make you skilled. No, it does not. Go out and, and in your do Coursera courses. Do all these things that be proficient at math. I think is probably the best skill you could do in today's society. Had a um, celebrity that I see say that, like they were very adamant about their child knowing mathematics. They they were saying like math runs through everything, which I 100% agree. And they were very adamant about like really understanding math and patterns. There's predictability there. It helps av- avoid a lot of crap. like crap. Absolutely. So yeah, no, I think people should kind of awaken from from themselves and do something better for yourself that does not necessarily just, you know, punching in and punching out, and this is your life. There there are bigger and better things out there. Always. For sure. So for the sake of time, I know you got to get to your report. I do. i got to get to guys. this stuff. Uh, we had to do Monday this week because yep. of, uh, of uh, some, just some scheduling uh, last week. But we'll be back on this Friday, right? You're good for Friday? No, you'll be on no, vacation. No, I'm, I'm so on we'll vacation. Well, <laughs> so you'll see me. Vacation. Uh, vacation. <laughs> you'll see me. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm always put throwing stuff up when I get the time to do it. So uh, we probably won't be back on air for another maybe two or three two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, two um, weeks. And then, you know, so we'll see you guys in a few. If you have any questions, Sounds comments, or concerns, good. I really appreciate those of you that have reached out to me. Uh, the last couple of videos, I've had people actually ex- asking me questions while oh, that's I was great. on there. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. So we, we really encourage that. Um, you know, we're not here just flapping our gums. I mean, it does. We like it. So even if you guys weren't watching, we probably would still be doing this. Right. Because um, we just like doing it. But, yes, um, we do. Uh, pl- you know, we love questions. We love uh, comments. We love arguments. We love it all. Yeah. So, you know, if you have something that you think is interesting to talk about, uh, we're not trying to be, you know, um, pedantic up here where we're telling you what's true or not true we just like right. exploring content so if you guys have something that you think is fascinating we'd love to enter into a conversation with you guys uh with that stated have a great rest of your week happy monday mm-hmm. um happy summer hopefully you guys are out doing having a stuff. good time yeah do something for yourself yeah man there's so much mm-hmm. stuff going on in la you know if you're here or wherever whatever city you're in um thank you very much remember to look out for the adaptive app uh look out for some stuff coming out of uh, uh southern california neuropsychology group yeah Thanks a lot. We're tired. (laughs) We're tired. We're going to go work now. (laughs) Right.